Hello and welcome to the Chessboard, a business standard podcast where we discuss the world of Indian politics. Today is 16th April and I'm your host Ankur Bhardwaj. We're now in the middle of an intense and rather heated election campaign all over India. Phase 1 of voting took place on 11 April and phase 2 takes place on Thursday 18th of April. 97 constituencies across 13 seats will go to the polls on that day. This would include all the 39 seats in South Indian state of Tamil Nadu. On Monday, the SC also heard a contempt petition filed by BJP MP Meenakshi Lekhi against Congress President Rahul Gandhi. The BJP MP alleged that Rahul Gandhi had made a statement and wrongly attributed it to the SC. This was related to the slogan the Congress party has used in these polls to attack the Prime Minister. To discuss this and more, we have with us Aditi Fadnes, Business Standards political editor. Welcome to the podcast Aditi. Aditi the SC has sought an explanation from the Congress president over a statement that he is alleged to have attributed to the Supreme Court it involves the political slogan against the prime minister uh, do you think the BJP has been perturbed by the use of the slogan or by the attribution to the SC well i think it's both things uh, i don't think uh, you can twist a supreme court order and turn it to your political advantage so the supreme court is reacting to that and uh, i mean bjp has its share of lawyers who feel that uh, the judiciary cannot be uh, taken for granted that it cannot be manipulated uh, its orders cannot be misrepresented so it has gone to the court and the court has asked for an explanation from uh, congress president rahul gandhi uh, i am pretty sure that uh, the congress has some very very senior lawyers so Uh, no doubt uh, rahul gandhi will come up with some kind of an explanation for the use of this uh, slogan if we compare 2019 elections to previous occasions and this has been a rather slogan free election there have been there haven't been any popular election, electoral slogans that parties generally tend to use in, in elections do you think this slogan has hurt the bjp otherwise no i think it's not uh, a slogan less election certainly the slogan uh, you know modi sarkar ek bar phir uh that uh, slogan has uh, caught the imagination of the people uh, there are people who are discussing this who are uh, it's a it's it's a potent slogan because it it straight away compares what modi government did in its first tenure with what modi government is going to do in its second tenure on monday the supreme court also agreed to consider the ambit of powers of the election commission of india to take action against political parties who drag religion and caste in political campaigns the sc asked the ec if it was aware of its powers it went ahead and even asked the election commission if it was toothless various leaders have indulged in name calling or have made criminal appeals in these elections these include leaders like upcm adityanath and former chief minister mayawati after getting this strap on the knuckles from the supreme court the election commission acted and barred adityanath from campaigning for 72 hours and mayawati for 48 hours has this been a more abusive campaign than earlier uh, some parts of the campaign have been frankly dismayingly abusive and uh, you don't expect uh, azam khan and others to say the kind of things that they have been saying uh, oddly enough the election commission hasn't yet taken action against azam khan uh, whose remarks were truly uh, below standard uh, but uh, i think uh, the action against uh, mayawati and uh, against yogi adityanath is largely uh, indicative action which is that if others do this kind of thing the ec will stop them from campaigning so i think it's salutary and we have to see uh, who else the ec acts against there was a time when the supreme Co- when the election commission of india was considered uh, viewed with trepidation because no one really knew how it would act 
that was the period of when uh, T.N. Sishan was the Chief Election Commissioner. After that, when uh, in between there was another period when the Election Commission began asking questions of political parties, their conduct in elections and so on. Uh, that was the, the, the Chief Election Commissioner previous to this one. Uh, this time around, uh, the EC has been slightly lax um, uh, about uh, the treatment given out to or the, the, the rap on the knuckles given to various people including Yogi Adityanath who referred to the Indian Army as Modi Ji Ki Sena, something which, was n which did not go down well at all with, uh, with the Army as well as uh, other defense forces. Uh, because as we all know the Indian Army, the Indian Defense Forces are totally apolitical and are uh, resent very strongly any suggestion that uh, they, their uh, existence can be used to boost one or other political party's um, sort of chances. So uh, there have been uh, you know cases where the election commission has acted but there have been many cases where it has not acted. And this is a matter of regret because it kind of uh, represents a slide from what the election commission used to be. Uh, I remember the time when uh, Pranam Mukherjee's uh, membership of the Rajya Sabha was cancelled because the election commission took the view very much by the book that you could not be elected from the same state uh, where you were a resident. This was observed more in its uh, breach than its in its, in its observance, but he, uh, Mr. Session made this very, very stringent and uh, Mr. Pranam Mukherjee then had to quit. Does it also signify a tighter battle in the elections? Uh, definitely it does. Uh, I am just back from UP and uh, there the opposition forces are very very strongly geared not just the forces of opposition but also their base in the on the ground is very strongly geared to one and one purpose only and that is to defeat uh, the bjp uh, aditi the second phase is is coming up and uh, tamil nadu will see all of its 39 seats going to polls this is the first election in Tamil Nadu in a really long time when two of its major political pillars in Jailalitha and Karunanidhi will be absent. Uh, this new phase of Tamil politics, uh, how different do you think it will be from the past? Uh, it will be the same and it will be different. Uh, let me t explain why. Uh, as far as I can tell, the ADMK after Jailalitha's uh, demise, the ADMK split into three heads. One was headed by E. Panir by O. Panir Selvam, who was uh, one of Jalalita's considered one of Jalalita's right hand men. Another one was uh, headed by E. Paniswami, who was also considered uh, a strong man uh, among uh, Jalalita's lieutenants. And the third was uh, Mr. T. T. V. Dinakaran, who is the nephew of Shashikala, who floated his own party. Now these three uh, kind of split into three separate uh, groups and uh, TTV Dinakaran uh, announced his uh, separate party. Uh, the result was that uh, the, the, the EPS and OPS uh, ADMK groups uh, did come together but it was too late and uh, the, 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 some of the M MLAs in the assembly were disqualified because they uh, sided with one or other group. 
uh, as a result the 21 seats in the assembly were declared uh, vacant and by elections were announced along with the lok sabha elections most of these elections will take place along with the the the, the parliamentary elections on 18th april some others four will be held uh, immediately after that but they, all the seats will be counted together and all 21 results will be declared on 23rd may along with the other results now for the admk this is a massive challenge because a it has to in order to uh, retain its uh, control over the state government it must win these elections uh, in terms of numbers it needs to win only four but uh, in terms of its uh, credibility it needs to win all and this is a very tough challenge so quite naturally and not really uh, it's not difficult to understand why the admk is almost solely uh, concentrating on the assembly election because that is its source of survival uh, that leaves the field almost free for the uh, for the others uh, basically the dmk the congress and other parties and uh, naturally in the absence of huge big you know titans like jalalita and karnanidhi uh in whether in terms of oratory whether in terms of standing uh it does uh, sort of pose some sort of a challenge uh the dmk cadre is much more unified and much more uh, uh sort of geared towards making the making stalin the the new heir the heir of uh, karnanidhi win uh but for the admk this is absolutely a fight for survival and it's very essential that they do a, a good showing in the uh, assembly election uh, in 2014 the dmk drew blank in the lok sabha elections aia dmk won 37 seats the bjp won one and pmk won a seat as well uh, can the dmk hope for a reversal of fortunes this time i'm pretty sure that you will see a reversal of fortunes and i'm pretty sure that uh, there will be a uh, there will be a strong uh, swing in favor of the dmk this time national parties like the congress or the bjp especially the congress had been reduced to being marginal pairs in tamil nadu politics uh, decades ago um, even the, the remaining power of the congress party was reduced to almost nothing in the 90s do you think the national parties can hope to make some sort of a mark in tamil nadu politics now the bjp and the congress uh, i am afraid on their own it seems very difficult uh piggy backing on other parties possibly yes but even then the congress has a better chance of making a, a comeback because it still has some uh, elements of its old organization rather than the bjp which basically has very little or uh, next to nil political capital in tamil nadu thank you so much aditi for joining us so that was this week's episode of the chessboard hope you enjoyed this discussion join us again next week for another episode and do go out and vote